Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the VR1 NFT podcast. I'm your host, VR1. Welcome back home. This is where we live. Get your coffee, get your tea, get your popcorn, bags, um, get your bud, whatever you need to relax your mind and connect with the universe. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a fun-filled show. We're going to pick up right where we left off. Um, in our last episode, we were talking about honest learning and honest success. And I'm going to further express the commitment that we all need to um, to attain success. Give me one quick second. We're going to move on to our psychology series and we're going to pick up um, we're going to pick up right where we left off. Give me one quick second. Let me just, I'm looking for a particular soundbite. There it is. So that we can do our psychology series and we can go deep and, and further than before. So we have some relaxing tones for you guys in the background. So what I learned recently from a very close, you know, loved one is the unwillingness to have clarity and commitment. And when we pray, we pray for wisdom and clarity, right? Like, God, you know what? I could figure this out. I could do it on my own. Just show me the way, guide me, right? Well, in this particular circumstance I was hurt because I was learning the truth I was learning the reality and the truth and the reality was that I acknowledged that my family member was unwilling to commit to the responsibility of success for the last five years or more I've seen you know the the habit pattern of let me avoid responsibility at all costs this happens when somebody's will is completely broken when they no longer have the the fire within to continue you know and it's a very sad situation you know it's a very sad moment when you realize that a person can have so much potential and allows exterior things to impact their thought process, their decision-making process, etc. And for me, all I could do is reflect on it and learn from it and allow it to, you know, make me a better person. You know, allow it to expand my critical thinking, you know, and again, these are things that are so important because I'm dealing with technology. Technology doesn't wait for anybody. Technology doesn't care what you think or or feel about it. Technology is going to continue to move forward at the speed of light. Every year, there's going to be a better processor, stronger, more compact and more efficient and those that don't adapt eventually will collapse. So I'm foreseeing, I'm, I'm being granted this insight from the future. 
I need to correct these behavioral patterns myself now because when the company's bringing in $40 million a month, it's too late. It's too late when you're a Fortune 500 company. Um, I was listening to a report by the CEO of Target yesterday where they said that stores that were doing $50 million a year are doing $70 million a year. I never knew that one of those targets could make $70 fucking million. And their business model is the warehouse is the retail. They don't have a separate warehouse and then, you know, ship in the items to have them for sale. When you go to Target, the display that you're seeing is their inventory. They have no warehouse. I had thought about that before, but I wasn't sure. Now it's confirmation. And very big shout out to them for increasing their sales by what? 20%? 10% would be 5 million. No, actually 40%. 40% increase in sales during a pandemic, during COVID-19. That is honorable. And all I can do as an entrepreneur is learn from that and see how I can adapt that way of thinking to my business ventures. You know, those are all things that are part of the tough decisions that we have to make. But I have to also wonder to myself and ask myself, how can somebody want to be successful and be so unwilling to commit to commitment? You know, there's a huge lack of clarity between um, this, this close, you know, loved one, family member. And again, these are patterns. These are signs. These are the traits to help you understand the reality of life like when people show you who they are believe them don't question it don't doubt it people are showing you who they are for a reason so if somebody is irresponsible with a penny they're not going to know how to manage a dollar and so forth if they can't manage a dollar how are they going to manage a million dollars? It's the exact same principle. You see, society feeds us this illusion that it's different. There is no difference. If you can manage a penny, you can manage a million. And if you look at a penny and you feel that it's uh, unworthy of your time and consideration, then that only proves that sub-psychologically you feel the same way about success. You feel the same way about a million dollars. You may not know that. And I hate to be the bearer of, of bad news. I hate to be the person that breaks it down to you. But be honest with yourself. Are you afraid of success? Are you scared? What are you scared of? You shouldn't be scared. You either want to be successful or you don't. And it's okay if you don't. Not everybody is an entrepreneur. Every person does not want a BMW. Every person is not willing to take a construction job just because it makes good money. Everybody is not driven by the same things. Everybody doesn't care about those things. 
And once you realize that, you fully understand the veil that has been pulled over your eyes. See, they, they want you to piss off every dollar and every penny because they're hiding the secret of the truth. And the truth is that to manage a fucking million dollars is the same discipline as managing a penny. That's a million dollars worth of game right there, playboy. You understand me, player? That's what it comes down to. If you cannot manage a fucking penny, you cannot manage a million. And when people see a penny, they don't look. They don't take the time to pick it up from the floor. They're too good for that. Well, guess what? They're too good for the success as well. And that's why success, just like momentum that shifts at any moment, is so elusive to them. They don't see the ill perspectives, the ill disciplines that they have deep down inside. So if you don't care about your hygiene, how could you care about your life? If you don't care about your life, you're not going to care about your education and your career. You're not going to care about investing and saving money. You're not going to care about the entrepreneurial spirit and, and the pursuit of happiness for the future. If you don't care about today, you're definitely not going to care about tomorrow. If you don't want to sacrifice today and plant the seed and water it and help it to grow today, what makes you think tomorrow you're going to be all of a sudden inspired to do the right fucking thing? Success is not for everybody. Everybody doesn't want to be a Bill Gates, but anybody could be a fucking Robert Kraft. Anybody could be a Sam Walton. Anybody could be a fucking Steve Jobs. Or you may just own the most successful franchise in your part of the country. But it's not for everybody, you know? And it's not necessarily about the accolades of starting your own company. It could be managing an existing corporation. But it comes down to honesty. Do you honestly want to be successful? For real, like, you know, seriously, like uh, we have to ask ourselves that question. Are you willing to work seven days a week, making less than minimum wage and bust your ass? Fuck five years. A hundred years. To be successful, if you're not willing to do that, forget about business, forget about having a unique life. Go cookie cutter, go corporate America, start at the bottom, work your ass off. Depending how much they like you, that's as far as they're going to allow you to expand, scale, and grow. You may start at the bottom, you get a, a, a supervisor, management position, and that's it. You may never make it to corporate. But you are accepting that because you're signing on to that the moment that you decide to put your future and your destiny in the hands of luck or in the hands of chance, or in the hands of uh, instant gratification or acceptance from the outside world. Which also means you're not accepting yourself deep down inside. You're not willing to commit to your own success. You're not willing to work as hard as you have to for you to be the person that God designed you to be. So you're also violating God's law because you're not reaching your full potential. So now we put it on basic terms. These are all basic disciplines that we must learn to use and follow every single day. It takes five to six years to generate 
a few million dollars. And if you're bright, you could do it in less time. I'm at five years with this company. But before we go off topic, how tall does a tree grow? The answer is as tall as it can. How many branches? As many as it can grow. Based on how many roots? As many as it can reach down to the bedrock and point back up once it finds its water sources. How many leaves? As many leaves as it can physically support and sustain in as many branches. Okay, how many flowers? As many flowers as it can produce in between each leaf and sustain it. How much pollen will each flower generate to sustain the life cycle of the tree? As much pollen as it possibly can. So what do we need to learn from God, right? Because the proof is in the pudding, right? What can we learn from that? If a tree can grow as tall as it can, why should you, God's perfect creation, made in his own image, special and unique, one of a kind, why can you not grow to your tallest potential? Why can you not reach the highest of highs? I'll give you another example, vividly embedded in my mind and in my brain and in my spirit and in my soul. The bamboo tree, for years, the gardener waters it, nobody sees what's happening. It takes X amount of years, something crazy like, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, some crazy shit like that. I don't know the exact number right now, but you guys can Google it. Everybody laughs at the gardener. Every day the gardener goes out, waters it, waters the ground, doesn't see anything. After a specific time frame, that shit grows 30, 40 feet high. And now who has the last laugh? Did it grow that day, that week, that month, or that year? Or did it spend all that time growing into the ground, developing to finally reach the surface? Where are you in life and in your business career and in your investment portfolio? What stage are you in? Are you still watering the ground? Did you make the commitment to plant the seed and water it and give it love and give it sunlight and give it support and understanding and trust? Every day, every day, you just pour the water. You don't see anything. You're not seeing the result, but you're still believing in the process. A good point that Eric Thomas made was all the trees look the same, but the real trees that are fully matured, they've extended their roots to the bedrock and then they grow back up looking for the water. So because of that, when a hurricane hits, those mature, solid trees don't go anywhere because they're deeper inside, like the bamboo, than what you can see on the outside. But all the other ones that looked fancy and look just as beautiful and strong, when their core value is not proper, just like our core values, when our belief system is not proper, we wither away and the hurricane fucking destroys us. Everybody that was not ready for COVID-19 was wiped out. Some put up a fight and still got wiped out. 
Some had stimulus help from the from the Federal Reserve and were still wiped the fuck out. You know what that tells me? You shouldn't have been in fucking business in the first place. And you got lucky. But success, like Jim Rohn says, finds a way to find you. You may cheat the system and you may increase your income for the longest amount of time. And one day you fucking lose it. Because income is never going to exceed personal development. Dedication is worship, right? That's another concept we're going to explore. But see, if you're not mentally ready for the success, you can make the million dollars. You'll just never be able to keep it. You'll make 150000 a year and you'll fucking blow it. And you'll have horrible credit and won't amount to anything. And you'll buy the fancy house and you'll bury yourself upside down and you'll have the fancy car every, not every two or three years. No, you'll have it every year. But now you'll be running in this consistent cycle, getting nowhere fast. Running in place, you're going to look real nice, have the fanciest of the fanciest, the highest of the highs when it comes to image. But in reality, zero success to match it. Zero success to match it. So back to the commitment part. Are you willing to finally commit for one moment in your life, in your life of you know, the opportunity for infinite wisdom, but the limitation of a concept created by man called time. Are you willing to commit? Are you willing to do it for cheeseburgers, how we say, until you are successful? Are you going to go by what society gives us, that every five years and the first five years are the hardest for a business? And after that, the business is, you know, completely successful, if it survives that, or are you going to say to yourself, you know what, it may take me 25 years, but in 25 years, I'm going to be the next Microsoft, I'm going to be the next Walmart, I'm going to be the next Samsung, I'm going to be the next Huawei, I'm going to be the next Walmart, the next Kmart, the next Target, whatever the goal is. For me, having a, a, a record label, right? I'm a digital company anyway. I'm a technology company. But 25 years from now, I'll be one of the most formidable uh, entertainment companies in the world. And I'm going to have nothing but the best talent. And I'm going to create nothing but the best music. And I'm going to travel the world in the process, doing it all over again, just creating good music. That's a commitment that I have made to myself above and beyond any limitation, no matter what, no matter how hard I have to work, no matter how many days I have to work, as long as I have the health, the vitality and the strength, I will work as hard as I need to, to secure the success of my company. I'll give you an example for my music career. I may have to work three and a half weeks to take one week off, go do my music, and return to work three more weeks, work hard, and go do my music. Eventually, I'll work two weeks, and I'll go do music for two weeks. Eventually, I may only have to work a week. Before you know it, I won't have to work one day. I could just do music, live, 
maintain, sustain myself and my family with my gift in a way is a blessing that so many of my relatives show me that they're going to be just fine without me. They're going to be okay. They have their own lives, their own business ventures. I don't have to any longer have this dream of I have to rescue my family. I've done that already many times in my life. Now I can finally say, you know what? Whatever decisions I make all land on me. And to me, that's the most important thing. That's what it comes down to. No more worries. No more stress. I don't need to be so hard on myself, except if it's in my business or my business ventures or my investments. I don't have to feel bad when a family member shows me that they're irresponsible. I have to be grateful. I have to be thankful. Like, man, thank God I didn't go into business with you. Because... I hold myself to a higher standard. I see that you don't. And that's great because I don't have to waste my motherfucking time. But again, it's about going back to the personal reflection and asking ourselves, am I willing? Do I have enough belief in this business venture, this investment, this product, this service to work my motherfucking ass off forever? Until I am successful. Because I'm not scoreboard watching. I'm not saying we're down by this and it's this quarter. No. I'm saying, you know what? I got to work harder tomorrow. I got to work harder the day after that. That's what I'm saying to myself every day. No time to chill. You know when I chill? When I'm driving my fucking Dodge Viper. That's when I chill. When I'm listening to music and I'm cruising... And I'm even thrilled about the fact that I can't chill. That's when I chill. When it's work time, it's work time. When it's educate myself time, it's educate myself time. I can walk, talk, and chew gum at the same time. I can manage more than one business while having more than one investment, while having more than one thing to occupy my mind. I don't have to limit myself. I can grow to the highest of highs. I can be Mount Everest in business and success and in life and in happiness and in accomplishment. I don't need the world to tell me I'm Mount Everest. I already know I'm Mount Everest. I know I'm the bamboo stalk about to grow. I know that I'm the tree that that grew the roots to the bedrock and now they're pointing up and outwards uh, looking for the sources of water. I don't need anybody to tell me That if I work my ass off for the next 25 years, every single day, I'm going to be successful. Nobody has to tell me that. I don't have to read that in a book. I don't have to learn that in a course. I know that hard work pays off in this country, in this world, in this universe. Nothing can stop you but yourself. You are the engine. You are the brake. That's another great concept that I learned very early in my entrepreneurial pursuits. Nobody can stop you but you. You either prove people right or you prove them wrong. If people say you can't do something and you don't even try and you fail because you didn't even try, that's fucking mediocre bullshit. I'm not with that weak shit. By the same token, you could work your ass off and show people better than you can tell them. 
Not only do I make excellent music, I'm going to show the world that I make excellent music. Not only am I successful, but I'm going to show the world on the world, global, international scale. I'm going to show and prove that I have a brand that is priceless. And anyone that partakes in my products or services and my brand should consider themselves lucky because you're part of something special. NFT technology has allowed me to put my catalog, to place it in the hands of my fans and give them the responsibility to care for it. And for that, they're very well rewarded. Whenever they do sell one of my NFTs, they're going to make a profit. To know that, I'm going to have employees for the rest of eternity. That as long as we have computers, my music will be alive. Is a legacy accomplishment beyond my lifetime. Something that my family clearly does not understand. I'll give you this example. My grandfather, he has so much land overseas. Worked his entire life. My family just sold it because even at a discount for them, it was pushing the easy button. It's easier to just liquidate everything versus continuing the legacy and saying, no, we're going to continue to develop this land. We're going to develop these businesses. We're going to carry the legacy. That was not important to them. What was important to them was the instant gratification. Let me sell everything, get a little bit of money and fuck it. But I guarantee you, in their lifetime, they will live to regret those decisions. They will live to see what these other investors, these other venture capital firms, these other banking institutions, these other people in life, what they do, how they value this property. When they build this fucking, you don't know if they're going to build Disneyland overseas in my grandfather's lands that he worked his entire life for, gone in one moment. Somebody wrote a check, check was accepted, it's all over. For me, it's a painful and bittersweet victory. It hurts me that much to think about it. I try not to dwell on it, but it has taught me a valuable lesson. My grandfather provided me with the insight to think about a legacy goal and to think about something so far greater outside of myself. And also, I attribute that to realizing that in this lifetime, I don't have to worry about my family members. But in the following generation and in the following lifetime, 100, 200 years from now, there's going to be family members that are going to be able to thrive because of my investments today. My NFTs will be around for the next 20, 30, 40,000 years, minimum. When you fully understand that and you could grasp that concept, it makes a complete difference. I finally realized at this age and this stage of my life, my goals we're not about the people that are around me now. My goals are about the next 20 to 30 generations. You have to understand that companies like Apple will be around 20 generations from now. 
Sam Walton and his family, they're going to be around for the next 20 generations or so. We, we were happy when we saw Tesla reach billionaire status, right? We see these billionaires aiming for the trillion dollars, but we don't realize that as billionaires, they've already sustained 20 to 40, maybe 60 generations ahead of them. Look at people in, in our society today, like a Jeff Bezos and a Elon Musk. Those guys have wealth for generations, like we're talking thousands and thousands of years. And if they live within their means, even more. Now I understand why Kevin O'Leary said that his wealth will pay for college for his children and for every generation to come and nothing more. Because why leave one family member with a hundred million dollars when you can leave a thousand generations a hundred thousand to go to school, to get your education, to learn the tools, to understand life, you know, our system, how is success attained? The bank account is the scoreboard. That's all it is. The better you do, the better those numbers are. Success could be a million things to a million different people. Give me one second. Let me have a sip of my coffee here. Mm. Cool down, but it hit the spot. So, basically, this is the interval that I am in my life. The same way it's hard for me to explain technology to people because I've been so heavy into technology the last fucking lifetime, the last 25 years. It was only five years ago that I fucking committed and said, yo, I'm going to start a company. I'm going to invest this money. You know, I hit a home run in one business and it opened the door for this investment. The same way I can explain to you everything about my technology company, how I started, what I've done, everything else. By the next time a conversation develops with another person and they ask me about it, everything has changed completely. Well, now having this clarity, understanding this myself, so I can process it, digest it, and then communicate it to my loved ones, right? It will be hard for them to understand. Everything will have changed from this conversation to the next one. There's few thousand people in all of our families, right? You may have this conversation with 20 people for every thousand. And every interval that you speak to one person, when you explain to them that you have a legacy goal beyond your lifetime, the next time you have that conversation could be the next family reunion. Could be the next major event in life. And everything will have completely changed. God has given me everything I have been praying for my entire life. I just realized that. Because it was in a tuxedo. Because it was in, in God's own way. 
I didn't understand. All the clarity and the wisdom that I have been praying for, I have been granted my entire life. As if God knew one day in my life I would grow to ask for wisdom and for clarity. When my family made this business decision, they reached a level of success financially they never had before. They all had to wait an entire lifetime in a sense, right? So what that did automatically for me was relief the weight I've been carrying since age 17. I never thought I would live to see the day where I could say, you know what? My parents are financially secure. I have no worries. My kids are grown and they're pursuing their lives, their careers. I have no worries. The best music that I've ever made in my life. How lucky am I? Maybe I have a minivan instead of a truck. Maybe I have a sports car. Or maybe I have a bus pass instead of a car. But God has still answered my prayers, has still granted me that success. Maybe when we dream, we're like, God, I want a spaceship. And God gives you a skateboard. But he gives you your dream. Because you see the skateboard, you don't see that God has answered your prayer, right? You're just looking at the skateboard, but you're not realizing what God has really given you. God just lifted this weight that I've had on my shoulders for 20 something odd years, the worry, the concerns, you know, every business decision that I made was pivoted towards that. As a matter of fact, recently, every business decision that I was making, I was still thinking about my family. My family has always thought about themselves. That's who they are. But it's okay. I can love from a distance. I can support you from a distance. I don't have to agree with anything that you do or say or whatever. All I have to do as your family member is understand. And reserve judgment for God. That's outside of my realm. Forget proving something to the world. Prove something to yourself. I have to prove this to myself. That I can do this. Because I fully believe in my heart, there's more to life than what we've been told, or what we've been shown, or what we've been given. There is so much more to life than all of these things. And I know that in my pursuit of happiness, there are even greater heights that I couldn't see before because while I was looking for the spaceship, I was failing to understand the skateboard that I already had under my feet. You see, even the behavior patterns that changed in and within my family members, my close loved ones, already gave me the foundation I needed to go to the next moment in my life, the next level of my life. To fully understand that this is what I was waiting for or when I prayed for success and in my pursuit of happiness in all business decisions that I made 
I dreamed of getting to a point where I could say, okay, you guys are taken care of. I can move on to the next challenge. God gave that to me without me planning it, without me working towards it. It happened outside of my presence. It happened outside of my critical thinking, my understanding, my knowledge. It's something that, in a sense, maybe this is what God had planned the whole time. I don't think they realize how special this moment is for them. I think that the money is going to teach them even more lessons. And just look at, you know, all the stimulus money that was printed during the the COVID-19 pandemic. Just look at it. It all went back to the same hands. You see, when they spend all that money, those lands will still be there. And every time they drive by those lands, they're going to remember. My grandfather planted those fields. My grandfather developed those lands. Whatever great thing they build on top of those lands will only make my grandfather's legacy even greater. Because in the history books, it's always going to be written that Fausto Peña (laughs) developed those lands, started with nothing, raised 13 brothers and sisters, started working at the age of 7 or 8 years old, never stopped working to the day he died. My grandfather was a great man and very, very big shoes to fill. Nobody else in my family may feel the same way about that. They may not feel that they have to fill those shoes. They may not feel that they have to... um, live up to that standard I have no choice life and the universe has given me no choice both of my grandfathers were great men I have to follow in those footsteps and I have to go above and beyond what they left behind for me which was the discipline the hard work ethic, the honesty, the loyalty, the integrity, the trust, that connection with God, that's where it comes from. Back then and back in those times where the world was different, the only internet that existed, the only Google was faith in God, regardless of what your religious belief is. Powerful men that were powerful in a righteous way were close to God. That is the trait, the clue that success leaves. For you to be uber successful, you have to have that strong connection to God. God designed it that way. doesn't mean you can't attain success in a different way. But when we're talking about something that lasts for generations over the course of time, two, three thousand years in the future, that can only come from God. And I'm 100% convinced about that.
it's funny how, you know, cars mean so much to me. I love cars, everything about cars. Even cars that I've collected over the years, I've always found a way to look at life through my car collection. And I remember the moments in my life as if they were frozen in a time machine, how I felt when I was around certain vehicles. But I also remember how life has changed at different intervals that now when I see one of these cars in my collections, it brings me back to a completely different moment in my life. For me, that's amazing, man. For me, that's that's a that's an amazing accomplishment, you know, that God would grant me the opportunity to not only see the world but see life that way. You know, I mentioned cruising in my Dodge Viper, you know. There's older ones that don't have, like, a top or power windows and air conditioning and airbags and stuff like that. Well, I remember at the time how I felt to have one, to drive one, to own one. And as they made improvements on the car, I got older in life. When they started to become, like, collector's items... You know, I remember how I viewed them, how I valued them. And now looking back, I'm amazed at how I value them now, how I look at them now. The cars have not changed in my collection. They're the same. Every car in my collection is special and unique in its own special and unique way. What has changed is life. What has changed is my perspective. Only a gift from God could have given me this insight. You see, now I can afford to buy the new Viper or the old Viper or the not so old or the not so young uh, Viper. I don't have to feel a certain way because I'm worried about my loved ones and their situation and whatever's going on in their lives. And what I'm trying to express has nothing to do with these people and has nothing to do with the car. It has everything to do with how I feel about it and what my perspective is. That's what it comes down to. The reality, right, of, of what is what is the meaning We spent all these years working so hard, you know, I want to be successful. I want to, you know, build this company to be, you know, at this level and and whatever. And we rarely plan for, okay, what's next after that? What do we do after that? It doesn't matter to my family if I have the new Viper, the old one, or the one in, in the middle generations. They're not going to understand the new one. Like, they're not going to understand the old one. Like, they're not never going to understand one in the middle. Because it, it wasn't meant for them to learn and to understand based off what I did. My happiness is not in theirs. And it's not in them. That was a, a, a false perspective 
or point of view that I had at the time. The reality is, is that they don't accept me because they don't accept themselves. And it doesn't matter how big of a house I buy them or how many cars I gift them or how much money I give them. It doesn't matter because the, the soothing, the healing that they need is internal and only they themselves can heal. Right now, they made this business move, which changed everything in my life even more than theirs. But they don't realize that that's synthetic happiness and it doesn't last. Eventually, that money will be spent and eventually that money will be gone. And then what do you have? You have nothing. You see, the success was not in the amount of money that they got. The success was in the understanding of what my grandfather did his best to do. And whether he was successful or he failed, that's between my grandfather and God. But what I learned from it is completely up to me. What I pull away from it is completely up to me. I have the power and dominion over my own mind and my own thoughts. And life is the same way. One good point that I brought up before is the fact that people don't owe me anything. The same way that I don't owe anybody anything. You free yourself from the chains of a perspective or understanding where you feel like indebted to people. You know, let me not buy the yellow Corvette because it may offend my family member or, or my neighbors may think it's too loud or whatever. I no longer have to live life that way. I no longer have to give a fuck. My parents are good. My kids are good. My wife is good. And I'm fucking great because everybody else around me is great. That's it. This is graduation. This is fucking maturity. This is growing up. This is being able to look at life for what it is and accept life for what it is. If you see me cruising in my yellow Corvette, it is no different or no difference from my yellow Lamborghini. I don't have to say anything else. Yellow is a color of happiness, as an example. Yesterday I was driving, I saw a purple car. For some people, an exotic color like that is too much. It's out of the norm. It's out of the comfort zone. It's out of the box that society wants to fucking put you in. But you know what I see in that situation? To me, that's a statement of I do not give a fuck. I do not give a fuck about what you think about me. I do not give a fuck about what you say about me or anything else that comes from you. My happiness is no longer captive to the world, the people around me, circumstances, places, and things. My happiness is completely inside of me, under my supervision, my control, and my relationship with God, period. Many people can say that. Very few people can live that shit and believe it to be true and manifest it in their life every single day 
with every fucking ounce of their spirit and their body and their mind and their soul. I realized the invisible chains mentally that were cast around my life and my thinking and my thoughts and my actions. And a lot of my failures came from that, not being able to see what the fuck was going on. And to this day, I'm able to learn from things that happen in day-to-day life. I give you the example of my my family member. You know, this person just showed me how irresponsible they are, how uh, inconsistent they are, and I can't be mad about the situation. I can only be grateful that I was able to learn from that situation. I can only give the universe thanks because the wisdom and clarity has revealed, the universe has answered my prayers. Let me see the truth. Even up to a few months ago, before I changed my my tour dates for my music, um, I was still thinking about business opportunities that I could do with my family members. I may have been a little disappointed at the time that there was a lack of resolve, a lack of commitment, a lack of consistency, but now I can look back and be grateful. I can be appreciative that I know the truth. And the best thing is for me to do business in my own way, in my own terms, and potentially by myself. In a way, it's like still having my quantum solace, right? But see, the thing is, I really like myself. I love myself. So I don't mind doing things my way, the way that God has, you know, presented it to me in my life. It may take me more than five years. It may take me 25 years. It may take me 50 years. It may take me 100 years. But I look forward to the challenge. I embrace it with open arms. And just like Ryu in Street Fighter, you know, when you finish the game, he doesn't go to the to the award ceremony. He doesn't care about that. He cares about the next match, the next battle. He's not battling anybody outside of himself. He's battling himself for greatness every day, every time. I admire Kobe Bryant because I'm exactly like Kobe Bryant. Everything for me is is the next song, it's the next album. You know, for Tom Brady, it was the next Super Bowl. For Kobe Bryant, it was the next game and the next game and the next game. Yet, winning the rings is cool, granted, whatever. Some people feel like that's what it's all about. But some people just play on the field with heart because that's what's in their heart. And I leave you guys with that today. What's in your heart? What's driving you? Are you able to see any limitations within your own self-psyche? Do you see any broken chains? Do you see any chains that you didn't um, acknowledge before? You see limitations you want to work on? Are there people that don't belong in your life to the extent that they may want to be in? 
all these questions you have the answer to. You may not like them, you may not accept them, but that may be the key to your success. It's moving beyond those limitations. Nobody should have power over you and your happiness and your success and your understanding and your discipline and your experiences in life. Never allow anybody to influence you in that way. And when people reveal themselves to you, believe them. We are creatures of habit. So when you continuously see this pattern of deception and, you know, something's not feeling right, believe your intuition. And deep down inside, you know to make the right decision. You know that something is not right. Believe in that until life and the higher power give you the clarity of the affirmation to know for sure. Don't be upset when somebody shows you who they are because it's not what you may want or what you may want it to be or how you want to see things. Embrace it. Embrace the truth because the success is in the truth of knowing who you are while understanding the world and how the world is. What you are, what you may be, or what your potential is, is 100% up to you. Every person that's successful knows exactly who they are. They know where they're going in life. Do you know who you are? Do you know where you're going in life? Do you see the need to have that commitment to reach that success? It's because you're committing to yourself. I'm going to be successful. No matter the valley or the peak, the mountain or, 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 or the crevice, whether I have to work seven days a week or eight days a week or, or 12 days a week, whether I have to work 17 jobs, 18 jobs, whatever it takes, I'm going to put every red penny that I earn towards my dream because my dream comes from my universe, my mind that God gave to me creative in his own image created, right? That nobody else has. And nobody else can have dominion over. That's why I believe in NFT technology. Because the NFT is based on your imagination. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is fucking priceless. I dare you to dream. Just like Eric Thomas would tell his mentees, such as myself. I dare you to use your imagination. I dare you to fucking dream. Before you're successful, in the process, when you're successful, and afterwards. I fucking dare you to dream. Shout out to Steve Harvey because he broke it down like it's the mind that they're hiding from you. Nobody can see what you see in your mind. It's unique and special to you. Everybody doesn't want a BMW. It's different for every person. In your pursuit of happiness, your pursuit should be about obtaining, attaining, keeping, and reserving that happiness. I leave you with that. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the VR1 NFT Podcast. I'm your host, and this is where we live.